0: Hi guys, just a quick reminder that the giveaway for the For Such a Time as This art piece, it ends the last day of April, which at the time of this recording is this Friday. Now this giveaway, it's in connection to the message in Esther 414 that I believe is a message for each and every one of us. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the previous episode, then go back there and listen to that one because it gives some background around this important thought. And the other reason for the giveaway is to celebrate 10 years of Susanbeth.com. Now, when we got the annual renewal notice a few months ago for the domain, and it said something about 10 years, I was like, wow, so many things have come out of taking that step to create a space for at that time a blog. And so many other things have come out of that. Some things have continued and they've moved through several iterations of an idea and passion. And Other things held a purpose for a season, or I realized that it was a wrong exit for me either at that time or maybe forever. But when I was thinking about that whole process of taking that step, I had a thought that maybe some of you listening need to hear. You know, we don't always, actually, I think it's more accurate to say we rarely see the whole picture of what we are walking out. You know, we can get so focused on our purpose, which, you know, I talk a lot about. That we can hold back on living our purpose out because we are waiting for and looking for this huge, big purpose to land in front of us that we then pick up and move forward on. But I don't think it works that way. I think we take the one step of obedience that we see in front of us right in that moment, and that is us walking in our purpose. And then that step will lead us to the next step. But you have to start with taking a step. And if you are listening to this and there are things that you have been thinking about for a while, you know, maybe even years, but you keep waiting for clarity or doors to open to give you a sign that you are on the right path, unfortunately, you will continue to hold onto those things if you're waiting for those signs. This life that we are all living, it's a life of faith, faith in the one who created it all. Faith that there is purpose in everything that is, and faith that he is speaking to us, to each of us, and he's leading us as much as we will allow him to. Okay, I'll stop there, because this was supposed to be about the giveaway. Seriously, though, I am choosing to stop and to celebrate that step of faith 10 years ago, believing that it represents continued steps of faith for me and for all of us and all that is to come. And you can find the giveaway details in the show notes, and someone is going to win this wall art, so it might as well be you. And I really am so, so grateful that I have this opportunity to share and to speak into your life in some way. You know, God never ceases to amaze me that, no doubt, whenever I have thoughts of keeping all these thoughts and scribbles just tucked away in my personal notebooks and art journals, that I will receive an email or a DM on Instagram from one of you sharing how what I put out there spoke to you. And it always reminds me, once again, that it's not about me. You know, my obedience affects others. And so does yours, my friend. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Are you tired of looking around at your life and thinking that it doesn't resemble the life you envisioned for yourself? Do you feel stuck in a particular season and your days just seem to run together in this endless loop of more of the same? Have you pretty much lost any hope that those things in your heart will ever become a reality or maybe you're feeling so disconnected that you don't even remember those desires in your heart anymore? Hi friend, I am Susan Beth, and you are listening to the She Is podcast, where we talk about living life intentionally and trusting that those desires that you have deep down inside of you, they're there for a reason. I believe that the creator of the universe put those desires within you and that they are pathways to your purpose. If you are here for me to tell you who you are and three steps to living your best life, then you're in the wrong place. Will I share truths and practices that are super helpful? Absolutely. But my deepest desire is that I would create a space that allows you to clearly hear the whispers of the divine and that you would be reminded of things that I honestly believe you already know, that you, my friend, are here for a reason. So if you're here for more conversations in that kind of space, welcome. Let's go. I wanted to continue with some takeaways from the story of Esther that I shared from in the last episode. You know, this book of Esther is just packed with so much goodness that I feel like I could talk about it forever. But today I want to talk about three points that have just kept springing up in me that I believe are so helpful to each of us in living out the plans and the purposes that God has for our lives. The first thing that stood out to me is the circumstances and the experiences of Esther's life that in reality were very hard and heartbreaking, those things didn't disqualify her. They prepared her. You see, Esther was living in Persia after her family had been exiled from Israel, after it had been conquered by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who had then been conquered. By the Persian Empire. She found herself then orphaned after both of her parents died and was taken in by an older cousin who raised her as his daughter. Now, even though at some point some of the Jews were allowed to return to Jerusalem, Esther's family was among a group that decided to remain in Persia. And even though she was raised to keep the Jewish laws and traditions, her cousin Mordecai, that she was being raised by, had advised her to keep her Jewish identity a secret. Because in Esther 2.8, we, f- we find out and we read about how Esther was then chosen and taken to the king's palace after the king had put out a decree and a command to gather all the young girls in the land. Well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of the young girls in the land because he was in need of a new queen. Since he had banished the previous queen when she refused to show herself when he requested her presence among a group of his friends, and you can read more about that drama in Esther 1. But when I think of Esther suddenly in this situation of being taken to the palace, I can imagine that she could be filled with fear because the king was obviously known to become angry and to put people away. And another thing that comes to my mind is um, this common phrase that you've probably heard. That's thrown around a lot these days. It's called imposter syndrome. And I started to explain it in my own words, but then I thought, well, I'll just Google it and read it from there. So when I Googled it, it says the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Now, if anybody had a reason to struggle with feeling like an imposter, I'm thinking Esther had every good reason. You know, here she is, ultimately chosen to an even smaller circle of women to be chosen by the king, all the while knowing that her true identity is not known by those around her. Esther, the Jewish orphan girl, with all odds against her, finding favor to eventually becoming the next queen. You see, Esther's background didn't determine her future. Do you struggle? With thinking that God can work or do anything with your past or the circumstances that you find yourself in your life, maybe your lack of training, relationship, or financial failures, or maybe you struggle with just feeling so insignificant like, what do you even have to offer anything or anyone? Which those questions lead me to the next thing that stood out to me Esther was willing to step into the unknown. To step out in obedience without having all the details of how things were going to play out. She chose to trust and look to her God to lead her. One of the notes in my Bible says, The Holy Spirit directed and energized Esther to fast for her nation and to call her people to do the same. Now, this fast that she um, called people to and did was after she became queen. I just love that. The Holy Spirit directed, And energized Esther. And y'all, he is still doing that today. And it reminds me of some verses in Romans 8 that says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that God calls us everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. When you and I don't even know how we should pray, we can trust the Holy Spirit to pray through us. You know, we don't see our lives and our circumstances through the same lens that the God of the universe does. When we will surrender and allow him to, He uses all of our experiences and positions us and gives us divine opportunities to influence culture for his kingdom. And these positions and divine opportunities are not for selfish recognition or for our personal gain, but they are favor to fulfill God's purpose in the earth. And to walk in this favor and responsibility leads me to my last point Esther feared God. More than she feared man. After Esther was chosen to be queen, her cousin Mordecai learned of this plot by one of the king's top officials, which was to kill off all the Jews in the kingdom because they did not live by the king's rules. So Mordecai comes to Esther with a request for her to go to the king and ask for her people's lives to be spared. Now reminder, her Jewish identity had been hidden. And this secret coming out could literally cost her her life. Even as queen, she only went before the king when he requested her presence. The choice Esther would be faced with in this moment became a defining moment for her. Would she ignore the reality of the call and her true identity? Would she choose the comfort of the life she now knew? or reveal her Jewish roots and step into who she really was. I can only imagine how this conversation in question from Mordecai rocked her when he reminded her of her true identity and asked if perhaps she had come to the kingdom and been made queen for such a time as this. What made Esther in that moment make the hardest decision that she would ever make? I believe it's what we each have access to, the overwhelming sense deep down inside of us that even when we are so stinking scared and we have no idea how something is going to turn out, we can say like Esther did, I will go before the king and if I perish, I perish. Because we can seemingly have it all in life, yet true fulfillment and peace only comes from a place of full surrender to the purposes of God. It's amazing how in the darkest times of uncertainty, the boldness of the Spirit of God, it can rise up within us and the opinions of man are meaningless. It's in those moments of complete surrender and trust that you see clearly that obedience to God is everything. I want to end with some questions around these three things that I believe are so tied to you and I walking out the plans and purposes of God in our life. So here's the first question, and I want you to take a few minutes to think about it and write it out. Question one, in what ways are you allowing your past to hold you back and keeping you from believing that God can work all things together for your good? In what ways are you allowing your past to hold you back and keeping you from believing that God can work all things together for your good? Write out what comes to your mind, recognize it, give it to God, and let it go. Question two. What are some areas you feel God is leading or asking you to step out in that fear is holding you back? What are some areas that you feel God is leading or asking you to step out in that fear is holding you back? Write down your answer. Question three, where in your life do you see you are fearing the opinions of man over what God is asking of you? Where in your life do you see that you are fearing the opinions of man over what God is asking of you? Write it out. Okay, I'm going to close in prayer and don't forget to check out the info for the giveaway and the show notes. Father, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. You are such a loving and caring father and friend that even when we feel exiled and orphaned in our lives, you are near. Thank you for the power of the Spirit that empowers us and leads us. I thank you that even now, in this moment, Holy Spirit is working and stirring up those desires and purposes that you have placed deep down inside of us. May we look to you over any opinion of those around us. You are our eternal hope and peace, and we are looking to you always. Because you being you is exactly what we all need.